Well, hi, everybody, and thank you for joining me for week six of Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bag. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. We're located in southern Oregon in the Medford-White City area. And a bit of housekeeping news to begin today's program. No new program on the 25th. That's due to Thanksgiving break. I'll be back on December the 2nd. So... We're taking a bit of a detour as, unfortunately, we have a horrific real-life example of the things we've been talking about happening right now in the state of California. This week is Thanksgiving, but it's not necessarily a happy one for an awful lot of people. When I recorded this, the death toll from fires that are happening in Northern California was 48 people confirmed dead, over 200 missing 52,000 evacuated and at least 1,400 people currently in shelters. In Southern California, we have two confirmed dead and 170,000 people had to be evacuated. And those fires are now being called the deadliest on record in California, with a quarter of a million people having to evacuate makes especially relevant to me they're sifting through some debris in Ventura County and my old stomping grounds. Uh, It's kind of close to home. I share this information because it brings stunning clarity to the things we've been talking about. Look at any news outlet and you're going to see stories of people having just minutes to evacuate with what they could grab and run. Now remember, I'm not selling you anything here. I'm not asking you to go buy a sponsored product because I don't have sponsors. But I do believe that maybe, just maybe this year, when everybody gets together for the holidays, it is exactly the right time to start talking about this subject. Start talking about bug-out bags, bugging in, long-term disaster planning. And yeah, I know, holidays are supposed to be happy times with enforced joy. But the kids have come home from school, and you and your spouse are not miles apart working in two different locations, having to get the laundry done and the dog fed and water the cat and get ready for tomorrow. you got a weekend to talk about this stuff. And yeah, Black Friday is there, and you can still get that great deal on whatever it is you just can't live without. But really... Honestly, wouldn't now be the best time to discuss how you, as a family, can prepare and survive? This is especially helpful if you have out-town. This is especially helpful if you have out-of-town relatives there. What part, if any, are they going to play? What part could you play for them if the situation is reversed? You see, I know what it's like not having a home to go back to. I wish I had had this discussion with my family way back when. This year, start the gift-giving season with the gift of peace of mind and self-confidence. Frankly, I can't think of a better time than this weekend. Now, if you've already begun working on this, you've been listening to the podcast, you've gotten kind of interested, share some of the information you've dug up and talk about some of the plans you've made. Or if this is what you need to take that extra step, that extra push, let's do it. By the way, you could even ask Santa or Festivus or who knows, maybe even Krampus for that special item you still need for your bug out bag. Don't know, just saying. I do think we should talk about it now, not when we are in crisis. 
It's something else to talk about this Thanksgiving weekend instead of Aunt Edna's sciatica. So, I'm requesting you, as a friend of this website and as a good person, to plan a discussion about this and toss in a mention on global warming. And by all means, let's not forget to thank those emergency responders, the firefighters, police, sheriff, EMTs, all of those persons in the utility crews trying to put things back together. They are the true superheroes. There'll be plenty of time to point fingers and uh, shift blame and duck the reality, but really, thank you. Okay, soapbox back under the bed. Let's move on. This episode, I wanted to circle back and take a look at some items to follow up on. You know, I did have some fire-starting suggestions, but I just can't do it. What I will say is what I said on a previous post. With tinder-dry conditions all up and down the West Coast, I cannot imagine building a campfire in anything but a life-threatening circumstance such as being snowbound. Even then, the utmost caution and preparation would be. Even then, you would need to use the utmost caution and preparation. Talking about gifts, however, for this season, I'm going to post a long list of suggestions for bivy bags, portable tents, and emergency blankets for those coming cold months ahead. By the way, I saw an ad for those of you who have a loyalty card at Sportsman. They have a limited number of sleeping bags rated to 20 degree below zero for $40 off. That makes the sale price around 80 bucks. This is online only, and it takes a special code, so watch your inbox. And this is significant, as a lot of the things I've seen online, these bivy bags and emergency blankets, are only rated to about freezing, 32 degrees. So uh, I know it does get colder. It's good to have in the car. Could even be helpful at home in case of a power failure. Also good are wool blankets. I found those on Amazon. They're about three pounds. They're old military-issue wool blankets. Again, they're not going in the backpack at that weight, but they're good for the trunk of the car and good at home. I also found a source for water purification tablets as part of that whole thing we did last week on water preparation. Now, these things are iodine, and you do need to wait 30 minutes for them to work, 30 minutes in best conditions. And they're definitely not for everyday use, but they do ensure water is going to be appropriate and healthy to drink. We also talked about some knives. We got into the EDC, or Everyday Carry, and the Survival, or Fixed Blade Knives. Those huge Rambo first blood size blade survival kit things, I've read some rather disparaging reviews of. Yeah, they're really cool, but that hollow handle full of stuff you may or may not need, that can cause the blade to be very weak as it's not a true full tang. That means the piece of metal runs all the way through the handle. I suggest some good research if you're looking at survival knives. I'm also going to add a quick flyover right now of the photo inventory idea. For all of these people who had to leave their home, they're going to at some point be dealing with the insurance company. They're going to be dealing with the doctors. They're going to be dealing with the lawyers. And everybody you go to wants a receipt or a piece of paper or a copy of this or a copy of that. 
Way back in the 80s, I did photo inventories. I'd come, I'd take pictures, we'd copy all your documents, we'd put this big an- and we'd put this big album in your safety deposit box. Well, today's technology makes all of that obsolete. You can put it all on a thumb drive, or you can put it up in the cloud, if you're comfortable doing that. Bottom line is, with a scanner in an afternoon, you can put insurance policies and property records and anything that you may not have time to grab and go on a thumb drive. And I'd put a couple of copies. Get yourself an encrypted drive, of course. It's going to run you like $12. I think we're good for that. I would suggest that. I'd also suggest having details like medical and contact information, insurance information, and health information, especially uh, if you're allergic to something, if you have a condition like you're diabetic, you're allergic to peanuts, any of those things. In case you get separated, I would put one of those in each person's backpack. Make sure every member of the family has that. If you're unable to speak for yourself, you want to have a way for that information to be available. We talked about that in an earlier podcast, and looking at the things that are happening now, it is very, very relevant. Another thing I read is the Ventura County Fairgrounds is now full of horses and goats and sheep. This is because people have large animals. In an emergency, what are you going to do with them? I mean, it's it's difficult enough getting cats into a carrier On that note, a friend of mine said, use a pillowcase. Interesting thought. We used to use one for our cat. It was polydactyl, which means it had claws the size of a catcher's mitt, and it really didn't like the cat carrier. It would just basically burst out of it. So the pillowcase made it feel like it was in a cave, and it just purred the whole time. Side note, but interesting. What are you going to do with the pets? How are you going to handle them? What contingencies are you setting up, especially for those large animals? I want to go into detail in an upcoming episode on communication. I read a number of stories in researching this on how people are actually having to drive to the fire site because they cannot get any contact. Cell towers look like modern art. Phone lines are gone. Internet is a vague memory. How do you contact your loved ones to let them know you're okay? Or that you're not okay and you're in the hospital? Or that you're stranded somewhere? Well, short-distance CBs and handheld radios are a stopgap option at best. For longer-range communication, let's set the Wayback Machine to a few years ago and talk about ham radios. Now, they are more expensive, and they are technical. you got to get learned up. There's some heavy lifting, and you do need a license, except in extreme emergencies, and I think this would qualify. I plan on going into this in greater detail in an upcoming podcast, but don't let that stop you from looking into this if it's something that's piqued your interest. I've attached a link, uh, a review of a number of different types of radios, and I'm also attaching a link for the Rogue Valley Amateur Radio Club. I simply put ham radio associations into Google and up it popped. They meet the first Thursday of each month, except July and August, from 7 to 9 at the Red Cross Building to 1050 Crater Lake Avenue in Medford. If that's something that's interesting to you, stop in and say hi. Also on their website, the easiest way of starting out for someone into emergency preparation would be a VHF UHF radio. They're sometimes called, and as I read this, it's an HT or a handy talkie. So the subject has come up. If you go, 
get in touch with me via the email right there in the podcast that you clicked in on and let me know how it worked out. I'd love to have some information to share. I'm going to go into more detail because quite frankly I don't know a lot about ham radios but I will go out on a limb here and say I have not met a ham radio person I did not get along with. The men and women involved in this are some pretty sharp folks and they love their subject. You can talk for miles and relay messages, and I think it's something, looking at what we're seeing right now, looking at the scope of this this disaster and this event, being able to communicate before, during, and after is just vital. It is literally life-saving. Okay, I did order some of the items I was talking about on last week's broadcast about uh, water. I got the Rhino 5-gallon can. There's a listing for that. I really like it. It came quickly. It is exactly as advertised. Five gallons is five days worth of water for one person. One gallon per day per person. I don't see lugging this around the countryside with me, but I do see putting a couple of these in some key locations, building up little caches of supplies. I also got the Hydro Blue water filtration and a water filtering straw. Next week, since I just got this stuff, I'm going to spend a little time, actually two weeks because we're off for Thanksgiving break, I'm going to spend some time. I'm actually going to filter some water and see how it works. And as this is Thanksgiving, let's follow up on my food reviews. Put my chef's hat back on. Last week I did the MREs, and you know, the more I think about it, the more I wish I hadn't done that. I got 11 of those damn things, and I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'll probably trade them or give them away. Now, this week, I'm a whole lot happier. I ordered from Mountain House. That's uh, BePrepared.com. The address and link is on the website. I got entrees, and I was quite pleased. They're freeze-dried. I tried the beef stroganoff with noodles. It has 11 grams of protein. We'll look at the nutritional information first. My only real quibble, as it says on the bag, it's two and a half servings. Well, (laughs) I ate the whole thing. It was pretty good, and it took about 10 minutes to put together. I just added water, and there's no cleanup required because if you open the package correctly, reading the instructions first, which I always recommend, you can prepare in the pouch and eat from the pouch, and when water is limited, not having to deal with dishes or waste from paper plates is very, very handy. Okay, looking at the back, because I always read that, it's, since I ate the whole thing, it's about five, six hundred calories, and 200 calories of that is from fat. It has 30 milligrams of cholesterol. Total carbs was only 29 grams, and that's pretty good. Ingredients, the first ingredient is cooked beef, so that's nice. Simple to fix, you add two cups of boiling water after carefully opening your packet. You have first removed those little oxygen absorbers. They're really chewy. You want to get those out in advance. Don't eat them. They're not not made to be eaten. Stir it up. Zip it up and close it. Wait about five minutes. Stir it again. Wait another five minutes and you can eat it 
right out of the pouch. I was quite pleased. These folks, I don't know if I mentioned it, they've been at this for about 40 years, and they have a real good selection of products. You can buy one, you can buy a week, you can buy a month, you can buy a year's supply of this stuff. They also have number 10 cans if you're going to restock your house. Stuff apparently has a tremendously good shelf life. My only quibble, and this is a personal thing, is that as I look at it, some of the menus, you have to be very careful or you end up with a whole lot of oatmeal and soup. Now, there's nothing wrong with oatmeal and soup. It's part of a complete diet, but it's not all that I would want to have in my emergency food rations. Cost-wise, I'm really tickled. The MRE came in around 9 I think 9 and a quarter. I don't have it in front of me. came in over $9 for what I got, and this came in about eight fifty, so it cost less, had a lot less extra sodium, and it was really good. I enjoyed it. Now it's not Aunt Edna's homemade beef stroganoff. This is survival food, but really quality, flavor, texture, it was all there. So I'm giving them a gold star. Finally, as we wind down, I want to mention this. I began seeing stories early yesterday of looting. About 55 report came out of Northern California and two so far in Southern California. News stations are broadcasting messages by law enforcement, stay out of the area. And I found some TV reports of those persons who had been arrested. And they had the mugshots and what they were found with, which included large numbers of knives, a machete, an iron bar, and a revolver. When asked why they were in the house, they said, and I quote, we were looking for water, close quote. Now, interestingly enough, in Southern California, some people are taking direct action to protect their belongings. It's reported that 200 officers are patrolling the Malibu and Topanga Canyon area to watch out for looters. Again, two arrests on that front, just like in any other emergency. There are those who aren't coming to help. They're coming to take and we need to be prepared. Now, I'm not an attorney, and I have not played one on television. This is not legal advice, but I am concerned about a photo I've seen making the rounds of social media for two reasons. Now, first, this was supposedly posted by a group in the Malibu area, announcing, in writing, on a sign, looters will be shot on sight. One is flashing what appears to be a gang sign, and they are all holding rifles and shotguns. Now, I totally understand wanting to protect your property. And I'll tell you, looking at the mugshots of those people who got arrested, I don't want them kicking in my door, if I still had one. It sends a very clear stay-out message. But the more you think about that, the more I'm seeing a problem. I'm guessing here that by posing for the picture, they've just handed any prosecutor evidence of intent in the event they actually are forced to shoot somebody. It wouldn't be self-defense. Your Honor, they intended to shoot them. Look at this sign. From what I've read, I will guess it's a long, expensive trip down the legal and civil system rabbit hole, if that happens. Now, just as I'm not going to put a sign on my garage saying, full of food, I wouldn't advertise that I was armed. Second, with everything going on in the world, we need to preserve our image as responsible citizens, not an armed gang who just can't wait to shoot somebody. 
We know what's real can be depending upon who sees it and where they see it. It's a nebulous legal area at best, and we already know we're smarter than the bad guys. Let's demonstrate it. One final thing, I'd like to know if anybody listening is interested in taking a CPR and basic trauma class, trauma medicine. There's a provider who has reached out to us on that subject, and I would like to know. We need about 10 persons per class, and those classes will become available as we get enough interest. These are, of course, taught by a certified licensed instructor, and it costs 50 bucks, and it takes about three hours. Location to be determined get enough of you, we'll come to you. So, are you interested? We're looking at the beginning of the first of the year, unless we got a really strong interest and somebody wants one real fast, we'll be happy to work with you. Again, this isn't a sponsor and we're not making any money off it, but it's a service and that's a very valuable skill, whether you're bugging out or resuscitating Aunt Edna who forgot to take her medications. And I'm not being facetious, that kind of stuff happens. Okay, if you're interested in the uh, trauma class or Aunt Edna's stroganoff recipe, drop me an email at podcast at witsand.com. That's W-I-T-S dash A-N-D dot com. Witsand. Okay, it's that time. we got to say goodbye. Let's use this holiday gathering to give our family the gift of confidence and peace of mind at a time when those things are in very short supply. I'm Bill Bateman, and this program is Copyright Refuse to be a Victim Personal Protection Training 2018. It may not be rebroadcast, edited, or sold without the express written permission of this company. It may be downloaded or shared between guests to this website for non-commercial or entertainment purposes only, and we invite you to do just that. Okay, we'll see you again on December 2nd with an extended edition and some new information. Until then, I'll see you at the range.